You're listening to the Do the Damn Thing podcast with Liz Heron, episode 32. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do the Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, this show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hi, friends! Okay, so I don't know if you can tell, I'm really, really excited because today is the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of Do the Damn Thing. So... I'm like singing the happy anniversary song all day today with my head, like the happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy, 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 happy anniversary. Did you know there was a happy anniversary song? I don't know where I learned that song, but I love it. And it's in my head all day today because today is the one year anniversary of the show. It's not the actual like date, but it's the week. So um, I think the first episode was actually October fourth and this is the third but you know calendars so it's been a year and quite a year it's been uh I've been a little verklempt which if you know me is no surprise right that I tend to get a little teary and a little um emotional but it really when I think back over the last year it's been incredible like it's been a really awesome year it's been a really hard year at times, um, which that's always the way, right? That's life. It's 50-50. 50% of the time, it's awesome. 50% of the time, it sucks. And so that's kind of been this year. But but it's definitely, for me, been a year of growth and change and transformation. And a big part of that is because of this show. And hosting this show has been so rewarding. And life changing. And I say that without any sort of like hyperbole and exaggeration. Like I, when I started this podcast a year ago, I had an inkling that it would be a game changer for me. I just had no idea how, like I knew when I had the idea, I was like, Oh, this is a big idea. I'm not really sure how big or like whatever, but like, this is a big idea. Like this is going to be a game changer. And like I said, I had no idea how. I didn't know that a year later I, you know, would have left my corporate job and I didn't know that I would have a coaching business. Like a year ago, that was not even something that I even thought about or knew was a possibility. Um, I didn't know that I was going to meet so many incredible people and that's including guests and listeners and just like the doors that this show has opened for me, has led me to meet so many wonderful people. Um, I didn't know that I was going to finally find my calling. And like, I've loved my jobs in the past. And, um, but this just feels like home. Like it just feels like what I should be doing. And it's all because I followed this like whisper of an idea that I had. And so today I am popping open the sparkling water because yes, I'm still doing my 75 hard challenge, no alcohol, got like, I 
think 35 days left or something like that. Um, but yeah, so popping open the, uh, the sparkling water and I'm showering you all with presents. I'm going to talk about that more at the end of the show, but there are some presents for all of you that are listening. Uh, before we get to that, I really wanted to share with you the lessons that I've learned from my first year of podcasting. I've been really thinking about this and not only about how I've changed and grown, but just what I've learned. And some of these are specific to podcasting. So if you're thinking about starting a show, um, these all apply to that. And, but also the, also some of them are applicable to a lot of different areas of life because how we do one thing is how we do most things. So how we host a podcast is how we show up in life too, right? So let's get started. Um, number one, <laughs> speaking of started, the number one lesson that I have learned is this year was to start before you're ready, right? And there's so many times that we think that we have to research something, we have to look something up, we have to take a course, we have to whatever. No, there will always be a reason to keep doing that stuff, but you don't have to. You like just start today. You will figure all of the other stuff out, I promise you. Right? That goes for the tech stuff, it goes for organization, it goes for marketing, it goes for literally everything. Just if you just start today where you are, start but way before you think you're ready, you will figure it out. Here's the thing, you're never going to know all the things. You're never going to take enough courses to learn everything so that everything is perfect the minute you start. Um, you're just not. So you start with what you do know right now. Start today. And this does, this is one of those ones that doesn't just apply to podcasting. It applies to like, if you're thinking of starting a blog, do it. If you're thinking of writing a book or leading a workshop or getting back into the dating pool, do it. Now is the time to say yes to yourself. The rest will fall into place. I spent so much time thinking that I needed to take a course or I needed to go to these workshops. I needed to do all of these things before I could start. But the truth of the matter is, it's like I was ready long before I thought I was ready. And because it's when you start, you just you figure it out. All those things kind of fall into place. Uh, the second lesson from this year is. And it's, this is a lesson that I teach to my kids, but sometimes you need a reminder to yourself, right? So the lesson is, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And so I say this to my kids all the time because it's like, they're like, well, I didn't think you would say yes. It's like, well, you have to ask me. And, and because if you don't ask, then the answer is always no. And when I started this show, I made a list of all of the interesting people I knew. And then I just set out emailing them. I also made a list of dream guests and I sent emails to them. I, this is before I, I recorded one episode. This is just when I had the idea. Um, I looked at people who I was following on Instagram and slid into their DMs and asked them to be on the show. I posted in Facebook groups. I, um, <laughs> I literally ran up to people at networking events. So recently I was at a networking event this woman was sharing about, um, kind of what she does in her free time. And I, she's a solo traveler and she's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. And I 
as soon as she said that she, her, one of her hobbies is solo traveling, I made a beeline for her and was like, will you be on the show? <laughs> because solo traveling is something I'm really interested in. And I just figured, oh, she doesn't know me from Adam. She doesn't know me at all. And so it was just like, well, I'm just going to go ask her if she says no, or who are you or whatever. Like, okay. Um, but I just asked him to be on the show and some people said no. Some said yes, but then didn't answer my email when I wanted to set up a, a call. Um, some said not right now, maybe later. And some said yes. But if I had sat around worrying that my show was too new, I don't know these people. Uh, I don't have any metrics to show them. I don't have an in with them. They don't know me. Um, I would have never gotten even one interview. So ask for what you want. People want to say yes. Right. And if you don't go for what you want and, and ask for what you want, then you're absolutely never going to get it. There's a hundred percent chance you'll never get it. So you might as well ask. Uh, the third one is something that I was kind of surprised about. Like, like I said, I had this idea for the show and I thought it was a great idea. I told some people they thought it was a pretty good idea, but you know, those are also people who love me and think I'm awesome. So of course they're going to think my idea is awesome, <laughs> but I, the, the lesson that I learned was that your audience is waiting and whatever it is that you're dreaming of doing, whether it's podcasting, songwriting, photography, uh, finding your, your twin flame, your soulmate, someone is waiting for you to do it. And maybe you created a product or wrote a story, or maybe you offer a service. Someone is waiting for you. And not only are they waiting, but you are going to change their life, right? So whether it's a blog, whether it's a song, whether it's getting back into the dating game, right? Like someone is waiting for you because you are going to change their life in some way. And you may not even comprehend how it will change someone's life, but I'm telling you it will. And this is a lesson that I learned over this past year. I have been blown away and so humbled by people who have come up and said, um, they listen to the show and, you know, they've either, you know, implemented some of the things I've talked about or, you know, it's just really helping to motivate them. Um, and it's, and it's been people that I know it's been people that I don't know. It's, it's just been really, really humbling. And when I started this show, I hoped I really, the whole point of the starting the show was I hoped people would listen and I always told myself that if I helped one person, it was worth it. Not even one person a week. <laughs> I don't think I had that, like, I wasn't even dreaming that big. It was if I could help one person over the course of the show, then it would all be worth it. And it's, I, I didn't realize that there were, that my people, the people who needed to hear from me were waiting for me. I would have started so much sooner if I, if I had really believed that, um, there's a great Barack Obama quote, because, um, one of the things I always think is that if I, if it can help me, then it can help another person. And if it can help one other person, then it can help two other people. And there's a Barack Obama quote that, uh, that I love. And it, he says, one voice can change a room. And if one voice can change a room, then it can change a city. And if it can change a city, it can change a state. And if it can change a state, it can change a nation. And if it can change a nation, it can change the world. Your voice can change the world. 
Ah, that gives me chills. Now I really am going to start to cry. (laughs) But that's the thing is someone is waiting for you because whatever it is that you have to offer is going to change their life. Okay. Stop making them wait. Stop it. (laughs) Get out there. Um, the other lesson that I learned, another lesson, number four is consistency is key. When I first started this show, I was told that most podcasts don't make it to eight episodes. They burn out. Um, or they, I think it's called pod fade. And so I made it a goal to launch with eight episodes so that I could beat the odds right out of the gate, right? I'm a little competitive (laughs) and I want it to be better than most of most other podcasts. (laughs) And, um, and then I recently came across this other statistic, which is that really blew my mind. And it says that more than 80% of all podcasts have not published new episodes in the past three months and close to 70% have been inactive for a year. And that, that just blows my mind. Like that, you know, the, the, you, people just kind of stop doing it. And I have said to people, when people ask me, like, oh, is this, you know, is it, is it hard to start a podcast? It's not. Um, it's not hard work. It can be a lot of work. And you really do have to set yourself up to be consistent because we've all been there, right? We get an idea. We're super excited. Then the excitement drops as the work of the, as like the work actually grows and starts happening. Um, right. That's an, it, that's not a phenomenon. That's like only, um, with podcasting, right. It happens with blogging exercise. Uh, yeah. And so this, this was a lesson that I learned. I mean, I saw it show up for me in, um, so we released 12 episodes and then we took a little bit of a break in the beginning of 2019 and, in retrospect, I would not do that again. I think I lost momentum. I fell out of the rhythm of creating the show and it was really hard to get back to it. And because it felt hard, I dragged my feet and I was away longer than I wanted to be because it was hard to kind of get back into the rhythm of that. And you see that with exercise and and kind of anything that you're doing for a while. And then the minute you kind of slip off, it gets harder to kind of get back on that horse. And I've learned that it's so much easier for me if I keep to a consistent schedule and, you know, keep to this weekly commitment, right? And just being consistent and showing up. And I also find that when I kind of get into that rhythm, I feel like I learn more and I'm I'm getting better at the show in different parts of the show. And I kind of am able to fine tune certain things. So be consistent. Consistency is key. That was my lesson. Number five. vulnerability is a good thing. It's a hard thing, but it's a good thing. <laughs> I, like, I'm a crier. Like if, if you have ever met me in real life, if we've probably ever had a conversation about something, chances are I've, I've cried. Um, and so I think people think, or that I'm vulnerable or I, I am, but like showing different parts, that side of me can be hard. And the shows where I have shared my struggles were the hardest for me to record. Um, they were the ones that on publish day, I just kind of laid on the couch thinking, what have I done? Why did I, 
<laughs> Why did I record that? Why did I say that? Um, and this is a reminder to me because there are other ideas that I have about shows that I'm like, ooh, that might be too much. <laughs> that might be too much to share. But I will say the ones that I've been vulnerable on were also the ones that seem to resonate the most with listeners. So share your story and and kind of go there. Because like I said in uh, number three, lesson number three, someone is waiting for you and your voice. Oh, which brings me to point 5A. Everyone thinks their voice sounds weird <laughs> when you're podcasting, at least at first. And it does and it doesn't. So do not let that stop you. Um, there's this guy on YouTube that my kids watch named Chills. And he has the most annoying voice. Like I'm annoyed when I listen to it and I hear it. And I'm annoyed when the kids do the voice. But that dude has like a million subscribers. So clearly he doesn't annoy everyone, right? Clearly his voice resonates with some people. So your voice is unique to you. And that is a good thing, right? You have to share that uniqueness, even when it kind of makes you want to throw up and gives you the nervous sweats. So it's just, that's a lesson that I've learned and right. Like I'm going to have to learn it again. I think that's going to be one that kind of keeps coming around. Um, number six, make a show you love. And I think this goes, this is for podcasting, but it could go for, you know, writing or, uh, music, photography, kind of anything. It's like, make, make something you love. I know people who say, you know, you have to know your ideal listener or you have to, your ideal client, your, all these like, you know, what's your avatar, right? Like you have to know your niche, but I think your ideal listener, client, reader, whatever is you, but like maybe a year ago, right? Like this show is me sharing things that have worked for me. Um, or it's me asking experts to help me with things I'm currently struggling with. And I say, make the show that you want to hear. And if you're in love with your topic, you will show up for your show. And the more you show up for your show, people will show up for you as well, right? With the consistency, you're, you're more likely to be consistent when you really love the topic and you're excited to talk about it. Um, so yeah, so make a show that you love, make a show that you want to hear and your people will find you because they're waiting. Remember, it all kind of ties back. <laughs> All these things like loop together. Um, Okay. Speaking of people, number seven, don't worry about the numbers. When you're starting out on something, the tendency is to want to see all the, all the numbers and the data. And as a person who loves data and really thinks you can get a lot of information from that, it feels weird for me to say, don't worry about the numbers, but When you are first starting out with something new, ignore the numbers. The numbers are meaningless in the beginning. Don't get caught up in the stats. They're not, they aren't telling you your impact, right? So this goes for whether you're blogging, you're starting a YouTube channel, you're launching a photography business, or even joining a dating site, right? So forget the numbers, forget your likes and your follower counts and your page views and how many people have looked at your profile, right? Like instead focus on the real people, right? Talk to the people who are engaging with you, get to know them. Don't focus on the empty, cold numbers. Those are not people. 
for the first six months of my show, I had no idea how many people were listening. I just recorded the show. Like it just went off into the, the ether, the oblivion. <laughs> I had no idea I was listening. I, the only way I knew if anybody was listening is if they commented on Instagram or sent me a message on Facebook or texted me or whatever it was. Right. And then I happily interacted with those people because there was those people. And about six months into the show, the network that I was on sent me some numbers. And I had this moment of, mind you, before this, I did not care. Like I wasn't even thinking about it. I I don't even know if I asked to see them. I might have, but I got the numbers. And the first thing I did was go, oh, that's it. (laughs) Which like, what? And, you know, I thought I'm doing all this work and, and those are my numbers. Like there's, you know, I, uh, and it was funny because I had nothing to base it on other than like my brain just being like, oh, those should be higher. (laughs) And I was in a funk for a couple of days about it. And then I think as I interacted with people, I kind of realized like, well, wait a second. If that same number of people showed up to see me record the show each week, like I wouldn't be able to fit them all in my bedroom (laughs) where I record the show, right? Like if all of those people showed up every week to just watch me record the show, I would be ecstatic. I would be so excited that all those people showed up and they are showing up right by listening. And I love interacting with people. I'm an extrovert in case that hasn't been, (laughs) you haven't been able to tell. And I really, really love being around people. I love meeting people. I just love interacting with them. I get a lot of energy from that. And so the idea of like, wow, if those people, if those same numbers showed up at my house every week to hear me record the show, I would be over the moon. Like I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. And it was in that moment that I made a promise to just focus on the real people and not the mystery numbers, right? I was focusing on the people who were engaging with me, who were reaching out, who were leaving reviews or just kind of letting me know. Because again, I don't know those numbers. I don't know those people. So forget about your numbers. Just worry about the real people. Um, number eight, Oh, this is one of those lessons. Remember I talked about like, sometimes you have to learn lessons over and over. Number eight is a lesson that that's, it's just going to be my, my, uh, the lesson I have to learn over and over, which is done is better than perfect. Yep. Done is better than perfect. This is one that just keeps coming around for me. It is, um, there's a, coach that I follow who talks about like the spiral staircase and like there are lessons in your life that you will learn over and over again. And you're just kind of learning them at a different level. It's like you're going up a spiral staircase and you're coming back around to that same point. And it's that same like lesson you need to learn and done is better than perfect is my, is one of my spiral staircase lessons. Um, right. It's like, it's, I think we all have those and where you think like this again, I thought I learned this lesson already. (laughs) thought I had this down. So done is better than perfect is the one for me. I can get very stuck in making everything perfect and wanting it to be just so and just right and not putting it out until I feel like it's perfect. But then of course I don't put it out there because 
it's never going to be perfect. So I have been practicing doing B minus work and, you know, not going for the A, which feels very, very (laughs) wrong to me. It's like, it goes against everything that my little like type A goody two shoes, um, self has been telling myself for years, but I've been practicing doing B minus work. And I will even say to Tyler, when I hand over an episode, right, he does all the editing. I will say to him, like, this is B minus work, meaning I don't want him to spend a lot of time editing it, that I'm okay with it sounding not 100% perfect. And, um, he's kind of practicing the done is better than perfect lesson as well. So I think for this recovering perfectionist, it can be a real struggle. So, um, which reminds me, I think I need to do a whole episode on perfection and like how that's just a lie. So stay tuned for that one. Okay. Number nine, I have 10 of these, so we only have a couple more to go. Number nine is the lesson is being accountable to someone is a great way to get started, but being accountable to yourself is the only way to keep going. In the beginning of this show, I was accountable to the network that picked me up for the first season. They picked me up for um, 12 episodes. And that was great to get me to record the first 12 episodes, right? Like they gave me a deadline that they needed these assets by this day and all these things, right? And it was a great way for me to really start the show because I don't know, thanks to my perfection tendencies, if I would have started the show as quickly as I did. Like I had the idea for the show in May, the end of May, um, 2018, and then the show launched in October, right? So I spent the summer interviewing and editing and, and working on artwork and music and all that, all the fun stuff. And I think if I didn't have that deadline from the network, if I wasn't accountable to them, I probably would have taken longer. I would have dragged my feet more. I would have, there would have been a lot more mind drama. There would have been a lot more um, hand wringing and just, I would have stopped myself. I just know I would have like knowing myself a year ago that 100% would have happened. And, um, but it was so helpful to have them be my kind of accountability partner, right? Like I told them I had this idea for the show. They said, great, we love it. We're going to, we want to, you know, have these 12 episodes. And I was like, okay, great. I guess I got to do it. I can't go back to them and be like, yeah, remember that idea I had, um, like maybe it wasn't so good or can I have some more time or, you know, I'm having second thoughts or (laughs) whatever it was like I had to show up. And that was, I think, instrumental in getting the show off the ground. After that, after those 12 episodes, it was on me. And I really struggled. You know, I talked about kind of taking that break in the beginning of this year. And that was because, yeah, like I wasn't accountable to the network anymore. Um, They were kind of giving me a lot more leeway as to when I would deliver episodes. And, um, you know, I didn't have to have certain assets to them by a certain time. It was just, it was a lot more loosey goosey. And I thought, I thought it would be so much easier if I could just answer to someone else. Like when I was struggling in those times, I was like, oh, like if they would just give me a deadline, then I would totally be able to hit it. Or if they would just tell me, you know, then I could do it. 
And I had to take a look at that thought and realize that it wasn't really serving me. Like, was I going to go my whole life having to be accountable to someone else in order to pursue my dreams, in order to motivate myself or stay committed? Right? That's lame. So now I'm practicing being accountable to myself and doing things because I said I would do them, right? Remaining committed. And it's not easy and it's not perfect every day. Um, There are some days when like being accountable to myself, like it takes, it's, it just takes a lot. But again, I think like, well, I'm not going to give it over to somebody else. It's on me. If I want to make this happen, it's on me. So that brings me to number 10, the end of our, the end of my little list, getting that much closer to present time. Okay. Number 10, action equals answers. I think about how my life has changed with the simple action of saying, I have an idea for a podcast. And I said that, you know, I did that action a couple of times to a couple of different people and at the time, I had no idea where it would take me, right? I had no idea how I would record the show. I had no idea where I got music for an intro. I had no idea um, who I would interview, right? But just by saying to someone, I have an idea for a podcast or I'm starting a podcast, that simple action started like it started to show me answers to things, right? Because I would say, oh, you know who you should talk to is this person. Oh, you know who would be a great guest or, you know, um, all those things, right? Like it's like all these things, as soon as I just took that little action of telling someone I have an idea, it became, you should talk to this network. You should talk to so-and-so. Oh, you can record here. Oh, here's, you know, here's the equipment you need. I've got it. Right. So by taking one small action after another, like the next step was revealed. And I've said it before on the show and I'll say it uh, probably a million more times, but baby steps count. All those little steps, all those small actions will get you further than if you tried to take one giant leap, right? Like as I took action, answers were revealed, (laughs) answers were revealed to me. Okay. (laughs) I can't say that one fast. Um, but yeah, so answers were, were, oh my gosh, I'm like, okay, answers were revealed to me. There we go. So if you're struggling <laughs> with a lot of questions, not with like getting words out of your mouth, but if you're struggling with a lot of questions and you're kind of not sure what to do and right, like you're kind of just in your head about it, take a deep breath and then take a small action. And that action could be something as small as going for a walk. That's where the idea for my show came. That's it just started on a walk with my son. We were talking about middle school and I I think we were talking about projects and and how it's easier if you just do the project when it's assigned. And I said to him I'm like, you know, yeah, if you just do the damn thing when the teacher gives you the assignment, then you don't have to worry about it. And he was like, "I know, you say that all the time." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I do say that all the time." <laughs> and that was it. And Again, like, right, then that small, that small action led to another action and leads to another. So take some action, but take it from a place of possibility, right? Anything is possible. 
What could be possible? What if? What if it were possible? Ooh, I'm going to do an episode on that game too. I love the what if game. Um, But I think just being curious and taking small actions are going to lead you to your answers. Okay. So take some small action and know that you can change course as you go. You're not tied to any one direction, right? Like so many people think that if you start down a path, like that's it, you have to go down that path. But no, that path could just be leading you to a new thing. You don't have to stay on, on a path that's not working for you. Okay. Now it is present time. So excited. I, so I love handmade gifts, gifts, <laughs> not like the memes. Um, so I love handmade gifts. I love when people make things and give them to me as presents. So I made you all a present. I created a PDF that has my favorite pieces of advice from some of the guests from this past year. I'm pretty proud of it. I like created it and put it all together and like, you know, learned how to, you know, do some things in Canva that I didn't know before and I all for you. So I really hope you go and download it. I'm going to put it in the show notes of this episode. So they're in the description as well as on do the damn thing show.com. And I'm also going to put it on Instagram and Facebook. So in the episode announcement for this show, there'll be a link to those, um, to the download there as well. So I hope you enjoyed the thing that I made for you because I'm really, really proud of it. (laughs) I was kind of geeking out over it. (laughs) And then my second present is, um, my personal fave because I love handmade presents and I love experiences and time. And so I am giving you my time. And so the present is it's a 50 minute five zero consult call with me where we will talk about where you are, where you want to go and how to get you there. And so if you're listening to the show, there's something that you want to be doing. There's a goal that you have and maybe you're just struggling with what to do next or, you know, how to get there. And it's great to listen to the show and get this kind of general advice. And I always hope that it speaks to you in, in your own way that you get something from it. But I really wanted to offer up my time and some really like focused one-on-one um, time with you on whatever your goal is, whatever your damn thing is. Right. And it's totally free because I'm all about helping you do the damn thing. And if you're interested, all you have to do is send me an email at hello at lizheron.com. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And we can set up a time. Um, I'm only opening up 10 of these because uh, otherwise we'd be like, yeah, it might be pandemonium. So I'm going to open up 10 of these. So shoot me an email today. Okay. So, hey, this can be your little action that you take today that gets you closer to your damn thing. Okay. So no waiting, no second guessing. If you feel called to do this, do it. Okay. Get to it. Okay. My friends, thank you again for an amazing year, a fantastic, just unbelievable year. Okay. And here's to an even bigger second year. I'm so excited for what we've kind of got in store. Um, the next few shows coming up are so good and I, uh, I can't wait for you all to listen. Okay, gang, I will talk to you all next week.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.